Hello world. You know what my mind's thinking today? It's thinking, what's love got to do with it? What's love but a secondhand emotion? Yeah, that's a really good song. <laughs> um, but it's a, it's a song that makes me actually question, really, what what is love? God, it's such a really tired out topic, isn't it? I don't think people like to say that because they're like, oh no, you're... You're kind of bashing love. That's not good. It's not tired out. It kind of is. Come on. I mean, everything that we say and do, oftentimes it, it love is involved. So, one, I think it's important to admit that, yeah, you, you can get very tired out of something that's very good. Um, and do we want to do that? No. Sometimes you got to forget love. You know, fuck it. Um, maybe that's what that song kind of, it's what it makes me think anyway. Not, not to say that love is just a second-hand emotion, but it's definitely, it can become one. I think people are too reaction, <coughs> excuse me, too reactionary to, um, to love. Um, I know me and my own family, we, we say I love you, but it's so reactionary. It's just second-hand. It kind of just pops out automatically before we go somewhere or when we hang up the phone. And uh, that's not good. It takes away the meaning of things. You know, isn't love something that you, you feel, not something that you acknowledge or try to create by saying it or talking about it, you know? It's, it's something that should be more action-based. Um, maybe that's what's truly secondhand about it. You know what I mean? Like, it's an emotion that comes on second hand, you know, it's after you take an action, it's after something has happened, you know, you, you get this emotion, whereas, you know, other emotions like anger, well, they're not second hand, I can tell you that, a lot of the times you feel them right there on the spot directly, um, hatred as well, but love is a second hand emotion, it's not something you feel right away. And I don't think people like to admit that. Um, maybe, uh, maybe there's some truth to this whole song, um, to this whole idea that love is a secondhand emotion. I don't know. I was really just saying it out of nowhere because, well, I thought that would be a great way to start the podcast, to be honest. And now I'm actually thinking, fuck, there's like a lot to think about here. Um, yeah. And the song is kind of stuck in my head now, too, so it's hard not to talk about it. There is nothing else I want to talk about at this point. I am really, really curious about love and what it means. Now, that's kind of going against what I was saying earlier, the fact that we talk about love and everything that we do, or at least it's just common in everything that we see and do. Um, you know, And then people say, yeah, but we need it because there's so much more ugliness out in the world, so we need love. It's like... Yeah, but the fact that we're grasping at it is kind of—it doesn't really exist, does it? It's like now, not only is there lots of ugliness and hatred and anger and confusion and so on in the world, but then you, you're 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 experiencing love as a third-rate emotion. That's what I would say. Um, when when you're just you know googling and memeing and posting and tweeting these you know super cheesy quotes about love and. Ugh, I gotta be honest, I'm, I have a bone to pick with, and it's funny, I'm, I'm not even gonna finish my sentence, this is the disclaimer, a lot of these people are my friends, good friends, mentors, 
um, I would say people that have become almost family-like. And it really is the, the bond of love, too, ironically speaking, that has brought me, that has brought me very close to these people. Um, and yet, they're the same people that I, I think I have a bone to pick with in the sense that um, things like love and empathy and, you know, I've been really going, not against those things, but I've been challenging you know, the idea of love and empathy in the world, uh, recently. Um, it's because I like to sniff, it's not that I like to sniff it out, but I do sniff out hypocrisy very quickly. I'm very sensitive to it. I, I don't know why, um, to be honest. I've never really thought about why. Maybe I should. Sh- shit, that should be an, an episode in it, in itself. Um, hypocrisy. In any case, um, I don't like there being any hypocrisy when it comes to something like love, you know, leave my love alone. Oh my God. That's a really good, that's a really good line. Leave my love alone. Should, I think I might make that the title of this thing. That's perhaps why you're listening to it right now, isn't it? Just cause it sounded interesting. You're like, Oh my God, there's an episode called leave my love alone. Um, in any case, yeah, there's a hypocrisy in the world today and it's the empathy thing more. And you know, we associate empathy with love, obviously, right? We think, which precedes the other? Do you feel empathetic when you love someone, or does love bring on empathetic abilities? I don't know. Um, excuse me. I think I think it's probably a little bit of both. I mean, if you have empathy, it requires a certain amount of love in order to be empathetic, in the sense that love is a decision that you make sometimes. It's not a feeling that you have. It's more of a conscious, okay, I'm going to choose to put myself in this other person's shoes and empathize with them. And that is an act of love. And so in that sense, you would say love precedes empathy. But then in the other um, regard, you could say that empathy precedes love in the sense that when you experience empathy, when you feel for someone in the sense that maybe you've already had the same experience and so you empathize naturally, it brings on feelings of love. You say, ah. You know, I love you so much because um, I, I understand what you're going through, and and love is the natural reaction of a, of a good-hearted person, right? So, the idea of love and empathy—let's just say—they transmute into each other. And so, when hypocrisy is involved, and let me tell you something: to the extent that hypocrisy is involved with love, I think I've already just said everything that has to be said, which is just. It's not a hip, hypocr- it's not a hypocrisy thing, but it is a I would say a negative thing. You don't want to say I love you too much, and just like throw throw out, or should no, I should say throw in lots of love related stuff just to just to make things nice. You know, it's like it dilutes it. I think it should be more organic. I think people should value love and the idea of love and how we express it a lot more. And I feel as if though the emotion would be a lot stronger and more warranted. Um, whereas now it's just these, we're just trying to use love as as a leverage for empathy. And it's like, nah, it doesn't work that way. It's not like you're just going to scare empathy into people by making them love, you know. Just because we have that mantra rolling around in our heads. Oh, you, you know, love is the answer. You should love. Loving is a good thing, you know. It's like that's that's what we're here for. It's Everybody wants love. So you should love people and be, emp- and be empathetic. It's like, no, no, it doesn't work that way. Um... I think that's almost like using, I would say, 
it's it's almost like a, a tyrannical king, you know, or, or a tyrannical figure, um, a dictator using. No, let me let me come. Up, I want to come up with a good example here visually. It's almost like taking a cupcake and smushing it into a cute little kid's face. You're giving them a cupcake, sure, but you're smushing it into their face. You know what I mean? It's not a very nice act. It's it's the same thing. I think people use love in that manner today. So in any case, love, hypocrisy, there isn't too much of a link, but there is the fact that we dilute love a lot based on all the memes that we're putting out there and all the mantras that we're uh, repeating like fucking dodo birds. Um, so when it comes to empathy, now that's the one where hypocrisy, you know, is really, really have taken hold of in the sense that we have people out there, and this is tied into the political correctness thing, and I'm sort of promising myself not to get into the politics of things, so I don't want to get into it too much, but I'm going to say this. I think it's hip, it's it's hypocritical to... Okay, I'm going to say it this way. People on social media, often in their profiles, their bios, they'll say things like, because you know you have a question sometimes, so you can find out a little bit more about the person, right? Um, and it says things like, you know, if there's one thing that the world needs, it's... And then you just type in your answer. A lot of people type in, you know, empathy, or the world needs more empathy. If the world needs more of something, it's what? The world needs more empathy. And I'm like, ugh. On the one hand, cheesy. Okay. Let's just admit it right off the bat. Fucking cheesy. And then number two, hypocritical. Like, very, very hypocritical. You know what? Fuck that. Number one, hypocritical. Then cheesy. Because it's hypocritical for, first and foremost. I don't like it. <laughs> okay, I, I'm going to calm down here. Okay, breathe. Breathe. Okay. You see how emotional I get? And I'm already too much of a rambler. This is the, the only way that I... I think it's going to take a, a solid 30, 40 episodes before I stop rambling and then start speaking properly like a proper podcast host. In any case, the emotion of uh, getting all riled up for something that pisses me off doesn't help the rambling. In any case... <clears throat> All right, back to hypocrisy and empathy. Empathy being used in that way, this whole idea that someone can just say, I know the answer, empathy is the answer. I think it's hypocritical because it's a cop-out. You know, anybody can say that. And I don't like the idea of, well, you know what, Carl Jung said this. He said about ideas, he said, ideas have people, people don't have ideas. And so it's more effective if I say it the other way around, if I say, um... It's probably the way he said it too. You know, people don't have ideas. Ideas have people. And, and, and that really says it all. It's the fact that you, we are possessed by ideas and ideologies. And that's very dangerous, you know. What you want to do is integrate an ideology, sure, you know, a philosophy, a way of thought, um, you know, values and, and so on. It's important. But you do need to be aware excuse me, be aware at all times that you are not possessed, I would say, you have an, ideolo an ideology integrated into you and that you have to be aware of it. Because if, if you're aware of that, then you'll allow yourself not to act in these, one, as a zombie, 
and then two as a tyrannical puppet of the ideology. You know, that's why you see a lot of people protesting now. Protesting is the, the rage. That's all people do. Protest, protest, protest. You know, activists, activists all over. And um, that's because they're puppets for the ideology. So when I speak to people or when I get angry about certain issues, I'm not angry at people or towards people um, for who they are or where they're from. It's never that. It's always the idea. I'm, I'm angered by the idea and the person. It's hard to divorce people from their ideas, which, which is why we find people physically attractive when they have ideas that we agree with or that we like very much. And the opposite happens too. We start to see them as ugly. And I'm sure, you know, you can think of a time when you were speaking to someone and at, the, at first it was like magic, you know, ah, oh, they're awesome. And you just fell in love with them and they were just looked physically attractive. And then all of a sudden you realize, no, wait, what I thought you were saying isn't what you're saying. And in fact, I don't agree with you. And, and you're actually... A proponent of an idea that I actually really hate, and then you start to see them as ugly, and you're like, oh, "Fuck! Why? How?" You're kind of disappointed. You're like, "Well, why? All of a sudden, are they so fucking ugly?" It's because we hate the idea, you know. In any case, being conscious of something like that as well is important. Being conscious of the fact that ideas run us. You know, I'm I might not be aware of which ideas run me, <laughs> but I'm aware that I'm I'm run by some ideas for sure. And I think the the big one that's running a lot of people today in today's world um, is empathy is that whole idea like the, and moral morality it's just so easy you know it's like it's so generic anybody can say yeah empathy helps it's like sure it helps but at some point it doesn't you know because if you're using something good you know or something we claim to be as good for bad purposes how good is it really you know what I mean if you're forcing empathy down people's throats, for example, is that really the result you would expect from someone who's empathetic? I mean, empathize with me here. If you don't like the idea uh, that I'm explaining to you right now, what are you going to do? That's the question. And the people who have been pushing this whole empathy idea, be, they would be the last ones to actually empathize with my idea here, which is that their idea is kind of fucking retarded if they overuse it. You know, and, and people do overuse it. And, and if they don't overuse it, then they're using it as a reactionary, generic way to make themselves either look better or be part of the herd. And that's just, to me, ugly. It's ugly and it's unbecoming and it's just so unattractive. It's To me, it's not the kind of person I want to associate myself with. Now, I, I do go out of my way to speak to people like that and I, I don't approach them thinking, ah, you know, they're probably going to be this way. Um, I actually approach them, especially because I know that they hold certain ideas. You know, someone wears a badge or a, a, a pin on their backpack or something with an idea that I don't like. You know, I, I won't immediately look at that person and be like, yeah, they're fucking... Uh. Now, it's not to say that those ideas don't pop up in my head, but I'm aware that that's happening. And then I tell myself, no, you know what, go and speak to them. And you don't know to what extent they believe in that, or maybe they have a new take on it that you haven't heard before, or, you know, maybe they agree with you in all the right ways that you would like them to agree, but have a good point for the idea that they're trying to support. In any case, I practice empathy. I don't say it. I don't say that I, that it's important. And then, you know, pretend like I'm a moral, virtuous person. 
so that's that's the that's the hypocritical thing that I wanted to point out. I think the it's uh, very understated, if not even unconscious. People don't realize they're doing it. I'm going to take a sip of my tea here. Hold on. Oh, yeah, that's good. Mm. Here's here's what's funny. I'm parked in front of uh, Tim Hortons, and uh, it's almost one in the morning. They actually closed the drive-through, so there's there's nothing open. There's no there's nobody here. So I went to the McDonald's across the street to get a tea, but the internet is better here, and the view from the parking lot is better here. So I'm sitting at Tim Hortons with a McDonald's uh, tea. Kind of funny. Any case, I love I love Tim Hortons. <laughs> That's uh. Yeah, just trying to get me back into the whole love talk. In any case, you know what I love? I love sniffing out hypocrisies and then pointing them out. I think I just did that somewhat well, considering I'm rambling and not doing a good job of it. What I don't love, though, is is to 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 sort of have the uh, the awareness that I don't like things like that especially when you see them everywhere it's almost like hating the cold but moving to Russia you know like why would you do that so if I hate hypocrisy to some degree I also hate feeling hatred and I just don't want to even though I'll see something hypocritical in everyday life I don't want to feel or think about it and I just want to sort of move on let it let it um uh, go over my shoulder, you know what I mean? Um, I think uh, love requires a little bit of that too. It, it, it requires a bit of, not blindness, but dullness, you know, to not be so specific, you know, in, in your viewpoints of things, to, to target certain things, to just let them things go, um, compartmentalize maybe, I don't know. In any case, um... Yeah, my my goal recently has been to not get involved in politics, to to consciously think about not talking about it, especially because of one I've talked a lot about politics in the last couple of years, and I think I've come to understand everything that I have to understand, and now I can just move on to something else. I've sharpened my arguments. Um, so that if ever I end up do, or ha- if I do have the I, the need to speak about politics for any reason, I'll be able to formulate my arguments in a somewhat concise way and then move forward instead of getting bogged down in, into circular arguments and so on and so on. So yeah, I think it's important to to chisel, I would say, out of rock your abilities when it comes to political opinions and that sort of thing but at the same time you have to walk away and be like okay well, at some point you know you're not really changing very much or if you are you know uh, to what extent are you not living life and enjoying it because if you're meeting someone new and you're on you know you're traveling you're on vacation or something politics is always a good subject that kind of comes up to get things rolling and you get to know someone a little bit better but at the same time, it's like, you're on vacation. I don't want to be talking about this shit, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah. Important. Important to uh, just make that decision. And uh, I think I did not get into the politics of it too much. I, I think I just talked about hypocrisy and and, uh, and empathy. 
which is good. In any case, uh, what I love, let's go back to that. I want to know what I love, other than, again, talking about this kind of shit. You know, again, I think I'm trying to get to a point in my life where now I decide to love. I choose to love. I think that's the important part of learning how to love. If you learn... If you learn to distinguish between which actions are loving actions and which ones are not, as well as not acting, you know, when not to act in a situation... And if that is a loving, I would say, I wouldn't say, it's kind of hard to say it's an action because it's an inaction. But is it a loving inaction? Is it a loving thing to step away, to not act? You know, um, I think yes, in certain circumstances it is. And then who are you loving? Are you loving yourself? Are you loving someone else? Um, We like to pretend as if love is the answer and it's simple, but it's not. I mean, the way we act doesn't really have anything to do with the way we feel sometimes or they don't sync up for example if if i love myself i'm not going to help you out if you're never really there like if someone's there to just always complain and i come up with solutions or i listen but at some point i know that that they're very repetitive and they don't want to change and i'm getting depressed at some point then i mean love as an action for me is to step away and to not hang out with that person anymore if it does me harm. But, you know, some people misconstrue that as not loving the other person. Like, let's say it's a family member and they're very, very deep in depression and you're very close to them. What do you do? Well, you know, it's that's, that's where life is hard. And I think love is difficult. It's not easy. And it is love to step away and even if you weren't depressed and you could still sit there and be patient and handle the other person's negativity then I think stepping away is love you would still have to step away you would still have to go and make the person realize that they can't use other people and just dump their negativity uh, you know constantly without actually working on yourself and without moving forward you know, some people just get used to that. They they think they can continue living the way they're living, and um, having the remedy for their negative way of life by always dumping it on someone else, and then they feel better, and then they go back to doing the, the things that are bad for them. And so, it's it's a very loving action to walk away. And I don't think enough people realize that or want to, you know. Uh, think about that or admit that again because people are hypocritical (laughs) i don't want to go back to that thing too but they're hypocritical and they 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 want to support this idea of love this romanticized no you got to love that person you got to be there you got to be patient it's like nah man no you're, you're just pushing for the hypocritical thing or you're being hypocritical by pushing that thing to appear moral so that's just a great example um God, here we go again. I'm, I'm, thinking, I'm talking about the same thing. I wanted to know what it is that I love. Um, well, okay. I, I have moved forward in this conversation a little bit. I, I have moved it forward in the sense that I've been trying to find out what is love. What it, you know, how can I love someone, and how can I love myself? And are actions and inactions 
something that are relevant? If yes, how are they relevant and what do I do? And it's a very, very important process to not only think about and meditate on, but to take actions and test out. I've been testing it out quite a bit recently. And I think to the extent that I've ex- tested it out, I've also learned already pretty quickly. You know, if, if I step away from someone, to what degree is it okay to stay back? Because if you're ignoring someone, then you're not really loving them anymore. If, you, if you're able to step back and then have your peace and you're able to approach that person again, why would you stay back? You know, at some point it becomes a... It's not something that you're doing for yourself out of love, but you're doing it out of hatred for the other person. You want to make them feel pain. Ah, look, see, I'm standing back from you. I'm not talking to you. I'm ignoring you, right? So you have to be very careful when it comes to to the idea of loving, especially if you're going to say, okay, stepping away is a loving action in this case. Be very careful it doesn't turn into a hateful action, even if the other person doesn't feel the... Um, feel the the hatred uh, as a consequence of what you're doing because you're feeling the consequences yourself right <clears throat> so yeah and then and then that requires of you if you get to that point that you make a loving act in the sense that it's a decision it's not a feeling that you have and you decide okay I'm going to go back up to that person I'm going to start talking to them again because at this point I'm okay with them I've taken my time to relax and to bounce back and now I can handle moving forward in our relationship again. So you make the decision, even though you don't want to, even though it, it feels better to just keep ignoring. And sometimes it's not just about another person. Sometimes it's just the world in general. You know, I think that's one of the reasons I've been introverted in the last little while. Just not going out into the world, having contempt for people. Um, yeah, love, love is... It's hard, man. It's like it's hard, but hell, it's the one thing that we can truly work out every day. It really is. There's always something you can do or not do as a function of love. And if you're thinking about getting better at loving, then you literally just have to think about what you're doing today and what you're not doing and what you should not do. And that's literally something tied to, tied to love. So... I think if you don't do that enough, you end up getting these surprising feelings of... Well, I'll give you an example. A couple of months ago, I'm sitting there in the office and I'm looking at people and and, uh, and they're having a discussion. And I just had this overwhelming feeling of contempt for them. And it was just... The, it was hard to really just say this outright, but I'm going to say it outright. I felt that they were pathetic. It just... And it wasn't just, like, the the individuals themselves. It was really the humanity. I was like, God, it's just so pathetic. I felt this... Yeah, this brewing contempt for the pathetic uh, feeling that they evoked in me, you know? It was just like, ugh. And I, I, I scared myself. Or I was surprised at the very least. I was like, oh my God. Th- this is... This is a surprising feeling. I never l- looked at humanity in this. I had before, but to really just feel it outright as like a natural, organic reaction that just kind of came out of nowhere, I hadn't felt that before, you know? And I was like, God damn, I'm really becoming cynical. Um, because I saw truth. 
You know, when people say, ah, you know, like, you're just in a bad place, it's not a, a real representation of reality, what you're feeling is probably just because you've retreated yourself, it's like, no, you know, there's some truth there, when, when there's a real organic feeling, and you're seeing something raw about human beings and about life, that's fucking real, that's true, you know, don't, don't pretend like it's not true, it's, it's real, you know, people are pathetic, people are, you know, I would say weak, and, uh, and dumb, so dumb, it's just, be aware that you're part of them, <laughs> that's the one thing that with cynicism is, it's too easy, it's all too easy to separate yourself from it, and, you know, somehow be neutral, if not superior to those people, you know, so recognize that you, you probably look like that to other people who are experiencing that kind of experience themselves, you know, the, 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 the vision of, uh, or I would say the pathetic goggles. So there you go. I think it's a little message I can give for, for, for right now, you know, that I can spread out there. This is what love is, you know, introspection, thinking about it, really being honest and facing the truths that are emitted within you and being honest about what they represent and what they mean and how you're going to move forward um, in manifesting them and taking actions. Um, incredibly important. Much better than just, oh, the world needs my empathy. You know, it's like, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really have much love for those people. <laughs> and I'm going to admit that, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try to have more love for them and understand why they're in that position a little bit more and why they're taking it, um, taking the easy way out, uh, if you will. So, uh, yeah, until next time. I love you.